Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with Samantha Gladish, and Sam was the very first person that we ever hired to help us build this business, and then we kind of lost touch after a while. She was with us for several years. She's gone off to do some incredible things that we discuss on this podcast. We've lost touch for a couple years, more than a couple years, uh, bumped into Sam at Whole Foods in Oakville, invited her on the podcast to catch up, and now she has this awesome business called Holistic Wellness. The website is holisticwellness.ca. She also does business and entrepreneurial entrepreneurial coaching at samanthagladish.com. So we get her whole story on this particular podcast. And I just had flashbacks in this episode to when she joined us. She used to help us stuff our monthly newsletters and marketing materials into envelopes. And I just kind of reflected on all this stuff. And listen, if you are here in the greater Toronto area and you're looking to invest in real estate and you're not sure where to start and people are telling you it's the wrong time or that, you know, student rentals can't work or you don't know how to legalize duplexes inside this monthly Rockstar Inner Circle newsletter, we actually share stories of different investors who are using different strategies that work for them, their goals, and their families. And they share what they're doing each and every month in that newsletter. They write up the properties they're purchasing, the cash flow numbers, or if they're not cash flowing, why they're not cash flowing and why they chose to buy these properties, the things they've learned through the process, different areas of the greater Toronto and Ontario area that they're investing in. So if you want to learn from other investors, to us, this is the best way because you can read all the books on real estate investing that exist, but it's difficult to get real life examples that are happening in real time. So every month, Rockstar Inner Circle members get this newsletter, and that's just one page in the newsletter. The other 12 pages, there's it's a 12-page newsletter, so sorry, the other 11 pages of this newsletter are filled with other information like interest rate trends and charts that we're monitoring, discussions on different real estate investing strategies. So all the information on the streets that's happening right here in your own backyard. We share that every month. And that's just one of the things that you get as a Rockstar Inner Circle member. And you can learn all the benefits of becoming a Rockstar Inner Circle member by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com. That's rockstarinnercircle.com. That's enough with this intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, we are recording with Samantha Gladish, and I guess, um, Samantha, thank Sam, thank you for being here. Um, Thanks for having me. Most people like have this like origin story with us that's different than yours because I think from what I remember, you were the first person that ever began working with us, right? Yeah. And then at some point, Nick was freaking out because we were paying you. I don't know. It was probably like a dollar, dollar fifteen hour. <laughs> what we were paying you? $2. We gave a raise to two fifty. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I remember, you know, we had never done that before, so we were scared shitless. And I remember at one point, Nick was calling me, and we were, you know, I think we were trying to come up with ideas like, what can we get Sam to do? Like, I think she's just sitting there and she's not doing anything. And this wasn't a reflection on you. It's like we don't know what to tell her to. Like, what else could she do? <laughs> I don't know if it was. No, I think it was beforehand. And I was like, what? So we're gonna hire. 
die or something like what are they gonna do all day like i just couldn't figure it out right you know i just didn't make but it wasn't even five days a week no it was three three. and it was kind of like six hours a day it wasn't even full days because you were in school right yeah so sam saw so all the stories that you share about how like we really just didn't know what the hell we were doing we were trying to figure it out basically you saw it all and you can attest to the fact that we didn't really know what the hell we were doing and we were trying to figure it out as we went i think one story with sam sam will allow you to speak in one second okay <laughs> sure. but, but I, I mean, we're excited that you're here um one story that comes to mind for me was <coughs> are you gonna be okay i'm gonna i'm gonna live um that we had to mail out these envelopes and I remember I was always licking the envelope. Oh. And at one point you were using, I think I walked by and I saw you using a glue stick with for the envelope. And I just thought that was so brilliant. I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, you don't have to lick these envelopes? And you just looked up, you're like, yeah, like you could just use these glue sticks and you would seal the envelope. Holy and I don't know if we asked you to use glue sticks I or if that came to... This. That was a was, big breakthrough for us. That yeah. was a monstrous breakthrough in our lives. Yeah. That's that's the level we were at. Yeah. So our that was like our, our that was actually our second business breakthrough because the first was when I was on my hands and knees on a cement floor in my basement and my friend walked by I think I was actually in the garage at first on that cement floor but then quickly after in my basement and he walked by and he saw me on my hands and knees packing these envelopes and he's like hey I got an extra fold-out table at home do you just want like a fold out table? I so he, and I was like, oh my God, yeah. thank you. This is brilliant. I don't want to be on my hands and knees stuffing envelopes anymore. And he brought that table. I walked it from his house. And then I remember when we graduated to our first office, um, Sam, that's where we met you. Yeah. Um, I returned the table all proudly. Like I walked it down the street. Like I'm, we're now not in my garage and basement anymore. We have an office, you know, totally. it was like a big deal. Totally. <laughs> but, um, I don't even remember the glue stick envelope story. Well, cause you wouldn't, because it, yeah. it made perfect sense to you. <laughs> yeah. You didn't need to remember that as part of your life. <laughs> yeah, You totally. discounted that as an unnecessary memory <laughs> that you needed to store in your brain. Very true. <laughs> yeah. Very true. So can you walk, can you catch us up like about how many years? Oh I don't God. know, 15 years or something like that. At least. What? For for people who don't know you, yes. what um, what is some of the journey that you've been on? Can you talk to us about all of this stuff? Because there's a lot. So can you walk us through that? How did you go down the path? What are you up to? What have you been up to? What are you up to now? Yeah. Well, we could be here a long time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long story. Um, kind of breaking it up into some bite-sized pieces, essentially. Well, went from Rockstar Real Estate, which it was not Rockstar Real Estate at the time. It was time. like income for life inside yes. this yeah, brokerage. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yep. And then... Um, I applied to nutrition school, so I wasn't fully, I wasn't in school yet, but. Oh, didn't, didn't you go to university? Weren't you at U of T or something first? I first? literally am like so lost on timelines that I can't even fully okay. remember, but, yeah. <laughs> but I do know that I was applying to go to nutrition school and then, um, so then I had left and then went to, went to school and I did like the, whatever it was, advanced one year or something like that. And, um, yeah, that was my first like journey into doing something that I really loved and was passionate about. And um, I know my whole family was kind of like, what are you gonna do with this? Like, I, they still don't know what I do. But um, basically, I, I will actually never forget being in the business class, which was terrible, by the way. And I remember the teacher saying, you know you could charge $75 an hour for your nutrition services? And I was like, what? Like at that time I was just like, oh my God. Mind blown. Mind totally blown. This is so amazing. I get to make great money doing what I love to do and helping people. This is going to be amazing. And so then I remember graduating and 
no one came banging down my door to work with me. And so those dreams were crushed pretty quickly. And I'm like, where's the $75 an hour? And so I went on to work in health food stores and I was working, I was doing all sorts of things. I've always kind of worn many hats. I was teaching like Pilates classes and kickboxing classes. And then I went on to work in a health food store. And then I went to manage a health food store. And then I got really tired of just being in the health food store. And then I was like, I, I need another, there's gotta be something else. And then I went on to become a sales rep. So I was working as a sales rep in the health and wellness space. And it felt somewhat entrepreneurial because I got to like mm. be on the road and kind of yeah. do my own schedule. Well, sort of my own schedule. My boss would never would call me and I would never pick up the phone. And um, he'd call me like 8 a.m. And I'm like, I still, oh, geez. I'm sleeping at 8 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not an early riser. So um, I went on to be a sales rep and I basically had this like one and a half year expiry at every job because it just was not the thing that was lighting me up. and. I was always kind of chasing like, okay, the next job is going to be the thing. The next job is going to be the thing. And then sure enough, that's when I was like, I need to do my own thing. I need to start my own business. And I... So you had that realization just because it got old. It got... You caught the pattern. It got really old. And I, and I was seeing other practitioners like mm. write books and coach clients. And like, uh, I could see that it was yeah. possible. And so just seeing that, I was like, okay, I know that there's something more for me here and I don't want to be working for somebody. I don't want somebody looking over my shoulder. And I also remember this, this moment when my, well, he's my husband now at the time, my boyfriend, he, he had surprised me with this trip to New York and I will never forget it because I got so excited. And then I remember thinking, I'm gonna have to ask for this time off. And this sucks. Like, I'm gonna have to lie because, yeah. you know, I, could, I felt like I couldn't be honest. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, I have to lie. And my schedule is based on this person and they're dictating my schedule and my travel. And that really sucks. So that was also a moment where I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't wanna work for anybody anymore. So it did take like another three years before I officially dove into my mm -hmm. business, but I got fired. So I was like, I have no choice and there's no plan B. You got fired after so the trip to New York? I got fired twice, actually. Oh. <laughs> same place? Like they hired you back? Oh. No. no. Okay, different place. I was gonna be like, same guy? Okay. So he fired you, hired you yeah. back, fired you again? No, it was, um, yeah, two different, two different companies. Uh, the first one, you know, they didn't really fire me. They were like selling the company, they were making all these changes and they just let a bunch of us go. And that was great. It was on to the next thing for me. And then, um, and then in that last one, essentially the same thing had happened and they were just like letting people go. And I will never forget my boss at the time, who's an awesome human being. And he had called me and was like, I need to see you this Thursday. Can we meet? And you know, this, this office off of this, whatever, and you know, this street in this area. And I'm like, are you flying in to fire me? I fully I said it on the phone and he, he just didn't really say anything. And so I just knew. And I remember walking. He still flew in though? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Might as well just fire her at that point. It made no yeah. sense. It made no sense. And so I remember going to the office and knocking on the door and he opens the door and he just kind of puts his head down and I had the biggest smile on my face. I'm like, you're firing me. I'm like, this is so exciting because I wanted to leave, but I didn't know how. Yeah. And so it was just like this really great moment. And then I actually celebrated that night because I was like, this was the beginning of like the universe doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. And then the rest was kind of cool. When, so how long ago was that? 
Um, 11 okay. 12 years. Ago. And then, so then how do you, so how, yeah, cause this is a big journey. Like starting your own business, as you now know, is a bit of a shit fest. So how, <laughs> totally. how do you go down this path? Like what did you start a website and say, now I'm a consultant or yeah. what did you do? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people start with a website. Mm. And did you charge $75 an hour at first? <laughs> was that the first thing you did? I actually don't even remember <laughs> what I was charging in those beginning stages, to be quite honest. Uh, like even before I officially sort of had my business, I don't even, I was getting random clients here on the side and I didn't know what I was doing. Sure, yeah. And I had no idea I was charging. I remember creating like meal plans for people and putting it on this like big construction, like, paper and like, so they could like stick it up on their, I had no idea what I was doing. It was so messy. And so, um, going back to your question. Yeah. yeah, how, how, yeah how did how, I, yeah. How did you start? Like, what was the thought? Like, what, what did you start? Right. What did you do? Yeah. So at this point I actually started to invest in business and marketing and oh, like geez. learning uh -oh. online marketing. Um, and so I feel like, I don't know if you're familiar with Marie Forleo and, and B school. Oh, I know that name. Oh yeah. I know both these names, but I don't know okay. them in detail. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like this very popular program at the time. And I don't know if it still is, but, um, that was kind of like my segue into just really learning online marketing and lead generation. And every time I think about list building, your name, Tom <laughs> is in the back of my head. <laughs> I've done what I need to do to this yeah. day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, build your list, build, build your list. And at the yeah. time, like, what the fuck is this guy talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> crack, man. Can I just get another glue stick? I'm glad you admit you were thinking that. Yeah, yeah. I just need I another glue stick. Why it's, have these guys heard of email? Why are we mailing packages out, you know, in the year 2007 or eight or whenever that was? Totally. Which we still do. Which we still do. Yeah. yeah. And so, apparently okay. we send an email or two here or there sometimes as well. Yeah. yeah. We supplement <laughs> with email. Okay. So now you, so you go into this and you learn about marketing yes and this gives you the idea to then start this you know holistic wellness business yeah i had actually purchased the holistic wellness url like years prior that just came to me as kind of like a download and i was like this is the business name i don't know what i'm doing with it but this is it and then i started to just understand about like online business and coaching people online and creating online programs and so um, I, and then I also started to like really network and kind of go out to different events that were also marketing events and just like really diving into that world. Cause I had spent so many years and so much time and money investing in like certification after certification and getting all these fancy initials after my name, thinking that was the thing that would make me successful, which is not the case. And so I started to really shift that into learning marketing. And so I did have a website that I put up so all over the place and just really messy at the time. Um, but I had just started to get on Facebook. And so just like mm. posting and um, yeah, just sharing content and information. And it was very organic back then of just like friends referring people sure. and um, getting some of those uh, first few clients that were like outside of Canada. And like, that was really exciting. and. Why, why is it, this is like slightly off topic, but something you just said, I get so confused. So, because almost everyone I know, us include is like, you think the certification is what matters yeah, yeah. and, and it's normal, but so why is it just, you want someone to appoint you the expert? No, I know, but, but then, but then you, you always miss out. So I, you, you think that someone's just going to knock on your door because you're the certified expert, whether or not you're waiting for someone to anoint you or not, you still don't have any thoughts into like. Once I have that certification, how does anyone find me? Until 
you're you've left school like we did and then you start looking elsewhere and you're like oh like none of this stuff is ever taught in any certification programs and any you know it's always yeah. outside of it yeah even in like business and marketing programs in school a lot of the course material i've seen is not about you know on like lead generation list building it's about brand awareness and how to develop this and right. which doesn't like that's good once you have a company but that doesn't get you off the ground no right that I, I just I, it always Business amazes me like, like taught in the era of IBM where they're training people to go into a big corporation and play a small role in that big corporation and then the professors come from a lot of that kind of background as well like how many people have really started a business like Sam has started that then will go teach Hey, here's what you really need to know. It's it's just this kind of incestual thing mm-hmm. where it's like there's big corporations, the schools match to what the big corporations kind of need. So like what they're teaching in market. Yeah, it's really teaching them to be a to, to be a, a corporate kind yeah. of pawn almost. Mm-hmm. And it's I think a little unintentional. Right. But it's just the system produces it, this. It's you know? true. There's so many people who really kind of go out and try to figure out how to get a customer. Even that language, when I try to tell people like, hey, you have to understand how to get a customer. You, you see people kind of like, oh, I don't even understand what you're talking well, about. Because no one even think, yeah. don't think about that. Totally. Yeah. Right? yeah. Totally. So then how did you, yeah, the, and that's interesting that you bring that up. So then Sam, how did you figure out you had to make that leap? That was going to that B school and taking some of that, investing yeah. in your own education. And I took, and it's funny because to this day, I actually never finished that program because I made it kind of a few modules in and had quickly realized I need like a human being to speak to, like I actually need a coach. And so then I went and I hired a business coach and that was a big game changer for me because (coughs) sitting with somebody who could really take this like 30,000 foot view over the things that I was doing and help to direct me really helped to support me. So started my email list and building the email list and sending out emails every week. How did you know which business coach to hire? You had been following somebody and kind of yeah, got some trust? Yeah, there was just kind of like a recommendation. Okay. Somebody that kept coming up in sort of my orbit and other people had referred. And so it just was the right fit. And also like financially was the right fit too. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, they were really pivotal in like really helping me learn cool. the ins and outs of online okay. marketing. Because I think that's kind of how it was. It w- we were similar really because I think it was we got introduced to some marketing concepts and then once you understand that that is the key to almost any business, like, oh, if you know how to build a list and how to get people to trust you and yes. respond to you, yes. that is all the key ingredients. And I think that's what gave me confidence to quit because then I quit with like a mortgage. Aiden was about four, Sienna was about 10 months. And for me, I thought, oh, it's not just about getting your real estate license. You know, if you can get someone to knock on the door or send you a text or ring the phone and yeah. come in, yeah. that's kind of pure freedom. And uh, that gave me the confidence, I think, to 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 quit. So it's weird. I think we all come to that in different ways. Sam had to get fired. <laughs> Sam had to get fired. Twice. <laughs> twice. Yeah. yeah least, hey, it wasn't it three times you're out. After twice, she kind of caught on. Okay, I'm off on my own here. Don't so you hired the business coach and yep. then the business kind of starts to begin the seeds of flourishing. Yeah, essentially. And I was using social media. I was building my email list. Now this is going back, I guess, eight-ish, nine years ago. So organic reach was very different back then. Yeah. Now it's, yeah, it's a whole different ball game and paying for traffic and whatnot. And it can be expensive for mm-hmm. sure. Um, it was really different back then. And so um, I was wearing the hat of being the nutrition coach and being the marketer in my business. And so I 
was doing all of the things and setting up all the tech and all the automation, all the landing pages and doing the email and designing things. And then also coaching clients and creating the protocols and doing all of it. And then um, started dabbling a little bit into Facebook ads, which are again, like totally different now than they were, you know, eight or nine years ago. Um, but I remember like buying this Facebook ad training and I would just like watch two minutes pause, play, okay, go back. Yeah, spend two hours trying to implement two minutes, you know, (laughs) like, oh my gosh, yeah, okay. What did he say? (laughs) What did she say? Rewind, rewatch. exactly what I did. So I really was like self-taught a lot of these things and all the tech and the automations and everything. So doing everything you just described as a recipe for burnout. um, Yes. How (laughs) did you hit burnout or, or, or... Totally. You did. Okay. Yeah. And how did you, did you you change your time management skills after that? Yeah. I mean, it didn't, as I'm sure you guys have experienced, like it doesn't feel like burnout because Mm. you're just building your thing and it's so exciting. And so it did get to a point where I was like, I need to now delegate. And so I was getting really busy and was getting a wait list and then started to increase my prices. And so I started to delegate and I hired my well my first hire and she's still with me to this day and my content director and so she came on board and was kind of handling some of the back end stuff with like the tech and the automations and things like that so that was really helpful um and also I, I one of the biggest things i learned too like when i first started i was charging like for a one off consult you know and then hoping people would pay for like a follow up or would actually want the follow up and you can't grow and scale a business that way. And so then I was like, I need a package in place where it's a longer term commitment and it's a higher price. And, and that's what actually leads people through transformation. And so, you know, that was pivotal in my business because that also helped me to leverage more of my time, even though it was still one-to-one. Um, and then I also started to create like online courses so that I can truly leverage my time where I don't have to coach people one-to-one. Okay. So on that point, when you yeah. start to charge for more from people upfront, in business, a lot of people have imposter syndrome where they don't feel worthy to make that ask. Okay. How did you How did you overcome that? I'm just gonna assume you had some of that. Yeah. How did you overcome that to have the confidence and conviction to ask for more business and for more money from customers? What was that evolution like? Yeah, so, well, it started with undercharging. And I think that there's a lot of value in the undercharging because you quickly learn the time and the energy and all the resources and everything that goes into supporting a client. And so, you know, if you're starting out and you're, and I see this all the time with the students that I, that I coach is like, okay, I'm just going to charge, you know, $150 for a one hour session. And I'm like, sure, go do that. Sign on 10 people and report back and tell me how that goes. And that was the process for me. It was like, I had to just go through it and quickly, and I quickly realized like, there's so much time and energy going into this. It's not just being on a call with somebody for one hour. It's all of the work that comes after and email follow-ups and the questions and all of the things. And so that really started, that that was really the starting point was just this like realization, like my, my time is really valuable here and I need to charge accordingly. Other things like, what's going on in the industry and like, what's the industry charging? Um, Also the fact that I had a coach who could kind of see these gaps and these blind spots who could really point out. Give you the confidence to push you along the path a little bit, right? Even if you kind of have those ideas, you need, you almost just need that encouragement to say, yeah, yeah, like it's a good, well, you see it now, now you see it from the coaching side. Yes. So you see it while you're playing that role, right? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, sitting down and actually mapping out like what is your revenue goal what do you really want to make and 
let's break down what I would need to be charging and how many clients to bring through the door to make that possible. Then you can like just working backwards. That was also a big eye opener for me to to charge. more. And then you do this for some time, you grow the, uh, this business. And now because you've learned so much, you're helping other business owners mm -hmm. get through some of this stuff themselves. Yeah, absolutely. And then what do you see as the number one hurdle that most people have? Is it that the imposter syndrome of not being able to charge what they are worth? That's often a big one. Um, there's a lot of them. Yeah. What else just comes <laughs> yeah. to mind though? When, when I throw that out there? Yeah, there's, I don't know enough. So I need to go back to school and get more mm -hmm. certifications and courses. Like that's a big one. That's mm -hmm. such a big one. I, I will often hear from students, um, oh, I'm not ready for your mentorship yet because I just enrolled in this program, in this course, and this nutrition course, and mm. this one finished in the fall. And it's just like... I think some people use that as a crutch. For sure, you know, for right? sure. They're just hiding because they know once you have to truly step into that business role, like you're front and center. People yeah. are hiring you. And the now fear of rejection your from visibility, doing that, yeah. absolutely. The fear of rejection is huge. So... There's all sorts of things that I see. Um, One thing that we've always uh, we've always shared with people is, is you know when someone asks me, I'm like, look, you don't need to be a ten out of ten to help someone. If you're a, a three out of ten, right, you can help anyone that's a one or two. Yeah, uh, you, you know, like it's just it's it's simple or, or whatever level. And I think sometimes that's what we all have been th you know been through. Sometimes it's like, well, I'm not really an expert at that, but you don't need to be. You can you can help other people. Or if you're not, then you just find someone that can help them in that whatever the role that is and you might be able totally. to serve people better because someone who's a you know in your example there are three out of ten in their eyes in that subject matter they're going to speak about that subject matter using different words yeah. and different phrases to the people who are a zero to two out of ten and it might resonate better totally. whereas someone who's been in the job or industry or career or niche for you know a million years they might be a nine out of ten and the language and words yes. that they're going to use might not resonate with the potential customers who are the zero, one, 100%. or two That's a really 10. good point. So like it, it just changes and evolves over time. But that's in like any industry. Like in any yeah, industry. Yeah. It yes. applies to everyone. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, how did you overcome your fear of, you, you know, you started a, a podcast, mm -hmm. you're putting out yourself out there. It, it was just the coach that kind of pushed you to say, okay, put yourself more and more out there because then starting a podcast, I don't know where that came in, mm -hmm. but that's another level of exposure where you're kind of exposing some of your thinking and who you are as a person to a wider audience. You were okay with doing that or was that another big leap for you? Yeah. I mean, it was definitely uncomfortable for sure. A big leap. Um, I think at that point I, I didn't have a coach. I had that coach maybe for the first year or so in my business. And then, um, as my business started to grow and I had momentum with consistent clients and selling online programs, then it was like, okay, like what is the next thing? And that's when the podcast just kind of naturally came to be. And at the time it was called Healthy Hormones for Women. It was named after a program, an online program that I ran. So I just kind of linked, linked the two. And um, yeah, the name now is so much better. Yeah. Wellness Witch. The Wellness Witch. I love it. I love the Wellness love Witch. That's a great name. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, thanks. Um, Where'd the witch come from? Yeah. Is this something your boyfriend told you, said to you? No, <laughs> no. No. It actually did come in a plant medicine ceremony. Oh, did it? <laughs> yes, it did. The Wellness Witch. Um, just what kind of plant medicine? Ayahuasca? Yes. Oh, yeah. Our mom went down to Brazil to do ayahuasca. She went to our mom. At that point, Your I wish mom I, did? Yeah, I wish oh I God. remembered how old before she was. It, before it was cool. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my yeah. God. Because how old? This must have been ten, at least 10 years ago. Oh, God, no. Yeah, she, yeah she, probably she, 
like 2007 ish. Yeah, about 15 years ago. So it was like before. It was, like I had never heard of it before. She. That's when I we started looking into it. Yeah. And she flew down to Brazil on her own. So she was uh, what mid 60s, I guess. Yeah, uh, she I guess. was mid 60s. She decided to fly down to the Brazilian ra- ra- rainforest, rainforest because she found what, at the time through her research, was a really good shaman. Shaman. Yeah. yeah. Shaman mm-hmm. is that yeah. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, and then she went and she did. She had a great experience. She had other experiences after, which you know led her to believe that he really was a good shaman. And because, yeah, because one of the other ones was like some illegal ceremony that was happening in Collingwood, yeah, Ontario. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. shaman came up here and he did something, and somebody had a bad trip of some sort, oh, and the guy ran out of whatever facility they were doing it into the streets, and the cops had to get him, and then they shut the whole thing down. And our mom was there. And we were like, "Awesome! Are you getting arrested?" <laughs> Like, you know, our 69-year-old mother at some, like, illegal, did whatever you, it was, oh ayahuasca, God. shaman. So did you travel to do it, or did you do it? No, I did his? it here in okay. Ontario, which, you know, can't share where. But Yeah, yeah no, that, no, I'm not asking. Yeah. 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 It's not asking Maybe but, Sam was yeah. in a jail cell yeah. with her mom at yeah. some point. <laughs> That's, yeah. awesome. That's cool, though. That's cool. I, mean, I love yeah. that your mom yeah. did that. Um, yeah. So, um, and then on that, you brought up just because we talked about hormones there, the Wellness Witch podcast, that's all about, is it women's health or everyone's health? Like, is there a niche to women's health with it or no? Yeah. I mean, primarily I do talk about But you naturally talk about everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, healthy hormones for women, you know, at that time being very immersed in the world of hormones, of course, and working with women one-to-one, it just made sense to title that the podcast, but of course, I evolved and things yeah. shifted and I wanted to talk about more things. I wanted to talk about plant medicine on the podcast and spirituality and business and just, you know, well-being and all of that. And so then it was just over a year ago that I decided, okay, like I don't just want to feel boxed into the hormone conversation. And then I expanded it out. So I called it the wellness switch. Yeah, cool. <laughs> I, I have two or three times. I think I've, I've known that my, my, you know, my hormonal balance has been off and holy shit, does that feel fuck with you totally. pretty badly yeah and it's it's taken me months to kind of like a reset to get out of that and uh, like my body's out of whack my digestion's out of whack my, my skin is out of whack like it, it's a horrible for me it's really bad like it's it's a bad situation but, I, well, I guess well, for everybody you reset it like once you know how it feels and then you reset sure. it you're just like wow this is what you can feel, feel like. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah. night no, and day no. it's yeah. an aw- I, I remember at one point when i think i was going through an episode of burnout in our business mm-hmm. and i <laughs> which was which one i think it was two or three <laughs> at one point i think i told nick forget this rock star thing you have it i'm not continuing with really? this business yeah i think it was in our burlington office and that i probably said i probably said screw yeah, you me. i don't want you have yeah, I don't you want take it. it no <laughs> yeah. you can't pull that card on me you take it and thank <laughs> god we got through that. that that's just in a moment of despair like of we both love the business and you know it's just it's sad but that's what happens and i was like burnt out yeah. but i remember that was a time I had two natu- naturopathic naturopathic, yeah, naturopathic. Na- naturopathic doctors really helped me out. The first um, lady was just explaining, you know, I think she used the word, she did like a live blood analysis on me. And she's like, oh, you're like, you're yeasty. You're <laughs> like naturally yeasty. And I'm like, okay, I never really anticipated that that as my diagnosis. Yeah. But it actually really helped me because I learned if I have too much bread and wine, I just get yeasty and it kind of throws me out of whack. Totally. So I now learn like, oh, I can enjoy myself for a few months and like really load up on the bread and wine. But if I do it for a like long enough time, yep. it's really going to kind of screw me up. And then another time, so that helped, um, you know, clear things up. She put me on like a no sugar diet or something. And I think I I told her, I said, well, I can still have dark chocolate, right? And she leaned into me. She goes, what don't you understand? 
no sugar. Oh and I was like, holy shit, she scared the shit out of me. So I did it and it really helped me. Hilarious. And then uh, another time I was burnt out and Dr. Cowan, another naturopathic doctor, he uh, he took my hormones. You know that test we did? Was that the spit test or yeah. whatever? Yeah. And uh, test. yeah, at that time I was drinking for about three years, a lot of coffee. I never drank coffee with tons of coconut oil and tons of butter. But like I was putting six tablespoons of butter into. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And, and for the first six months, yeah, for this first six months, it was Everything awesome. Tom does will be a little excessive once he likes something. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and I remember walking upstairs and this was another burnout. I always end up at these doctors during burnout phases. For sure. And I was walking up to his office and he heard me coming up and I guess he had already had the hormone analysis or results. And he's like, how are you feeling? And I go, yeah, pretty good. He goes, oh, I don't think so. Sit down. And he showed me my cortisol levels and everything was out of whack. And he had for to sure. get off the coffee for a little while. And yep. I'm like, no, I can't do it. Oh. I can't do it. I love my coffee. Yeah. But uh, but then you when really, I saw that much off. fat fat intake in one person in that amount of time, I'm like, oh my god! All those all because you know way back when I first started working out, I was working out. He couldn't I, believe I, it, by the way, when yeah. I told him how much fat I was having for so long. Well, I worked out at a gold gym, so I, I started exercising from like the bodybuilding side of things, where for it was sure. always just like chicken, tuna, you know what Broccoli. I mean? Broccoli. Yeah, yeah, all that. That was the diet that you had to follow. Like olive oil, they're like, well, that's fat. Like you don't want that because it's fat, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. And then I'm like, I look at Tom, I'm like, if one person can ingest that much fat mm. and I mean, you're staying lean, I'm like, I don't, I think, I, you know, all those years I was definitely also wrong about I, what I was doing. And I also learned that I can process fat really well. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to actually say genetically you could probably, I can, I can process the yeah. fat, which yeah. I, I've come to realize that I can't tell every human, Hey, you should do six tablespoons of butter in your <laughs> coffee too. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway, just so, think, go to, go to the standard heart doctor in, the, in, in like a medical building and see what he says oh about my that. God. Yeah. So with your, you know, with your hormone practice and yeah. dealing with women, is there like one common thing that you can tell someone listening to this to get checked out or I don't know think about mm -hmm. I just know you've dealt with it a lot but and I, I know you it's difficult to generalize for sure but is there one or two tips you can give someone who's kind of struggling with that it kind of feels out of whack totally so I would actually like really scale it back and dive into minerals first and that actually goes for everybody because your minerals are the spark in like the spark plug and your hormones can't communicate to each other or your cells can't communicate to each other to each other unless you have minerals. Hmm. So that's the first place to start. You need to get the mineral balance. So like enough right. salt. Yeah, like, sodium, potassium, copper, iron, calcium, magnesium, like it all matters. So you can actually just do a hair tissue mineral analysis where you just basically cut different from okay. different spots of your head and get enough hair and and then you ship it off and that's where you actually have the most concentration of minerals. Do so I still have enough hair to do this or barely? You Maybe on the side? Probably on the enough. side here. I won't say where else yeah. you could grab oh, the Jesus. hair from. But um, so then, <laughs> and you can do that in Canada? We ship yeah. it off here? Oh yeah, it's, oh. yeah we do it. So oh, do one you? of the coaches on my team, that's, oh, great. that's uh, one of the uh, our uh, programs that we offer. And um, yeah, the, the minerals is really, really important because for example, like vitamin D, we hear across the board, everybody should supplement with vitamin D. And the purpose of vitamin D is to actually help the gut, the intestines absorb calcium. And so if you have really high calcium and you're taking loads of vitamin D, well, that's not a good thing. You're taking that calcium and oh, it's actually going, it's way too much. You're bumping up the calcium, you're lowering the magnesium, which is involved in detoxification and hormonal health. It's helpful for sleep, for anxiety, but that magnesium is also needed to usher the vitamin D into the cell. Mm -hmm. So it's all very 
connected. And, and so what happens is we dive into like the hormone testing, you know, first is typically where most people think to start. And this was definitely my thinking and my mentality back in the, in the day too, was like, okay, your hormones are off. Let's do hormone testing. And then what I often see, and I've been through this story myself is like, you do hormone testing, you get the interpretation, you see what's off, you take said protocol and supplements, and then six months go by and you kind of end up in the same spot. Back to your naturopath, take the hormone mm-hmm. testing, take the supplement. And it's like, you get a little bit ahead, but you really just end up in the same spot six months so down the digestive road. digestive to focus on first? It's it's just minerals. Oh, sorry, the just the minerals, get those straight. Minerals is going to play a role in thyroid, adrenal, blood sugar, mm-hmm. digestion, energy, sleep, all of it guys and women both both 1000 percent. yeah 1000 is it just because people not just because but because i know there's other factors like our lifestyle especially when it comes to adrenals and stuff like that but um it it feels like to me from the people i talk to when they talk to me about any any health or like i'm not a certified you know person in it but they're just like hey so what do you do just out of curiosity when i ask them what they do i find like 90% 90% plus of people are eating just a lot of processed crap. Totally. Is that, that's what you found in your... 100%. <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it just amazes me the amount of people that just don't eat fresh food. And I know like there's time constraints for some people and there's costs, especially now, like... For sure. You want to go buy a steak, well, you're going to pay for it. Like it's it's pricey. For like sure. Like I get it, but but there's just, it's it's like... Well, I think in, in everyone's defense, if you're busy earning a living... And running around, and you're you're kind of see a sign that says healthy whole grain cereal, right? And yeah. you're like, well, I think I'm doing the right thing. Are totally. am I not? I grab totally. the cereal, yeah. I load it up. You might have lactose intolerance. You load it up with milk. You think you're doing something smart, and you're you know like for me, I was like a cereal hound. Right. I'm like, oh my god, cereal, cereal, cereal. Like, yeah. and I thought it was like healthy and stuff. And for me, I know everyone's different, but for me, that was like the wrong thing, right? To to be eating. Yeah. But I just think. It yeah. sounds so obvious because you've been naturally really good at this. And Sam, I think you obviously have been good at this, but someone I've been less good at this initially. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I'm like, yeah. I thought granola bars, like, For I don't sure. know, coated with chocolate, even better. Yeah. Great. Like I'll have some <laughs> of these granola bars and that's healthy. Yeah. Like I never really thought to go to the outside of the grocery store. You know, that analogy is always just go to the it's produce. Not, yeah. But you know, barely, don't go on the inner aisles, yeah. go to like the produce and the meats yeah. and stuff on the outside. It's like half of the outside. Cause so the other half is like the fro- bakery. frozen foods, frozen, yeah, ice true. cream. It's and true. you know, it's yeah. French fries. It's like, you could stay there and still do lots of damage. It's yeah. So but, but yeah, it's, I, yeah, I don't know. You're right. I know everyone's busy. I just, yeah, I don't know where it comes from. It's just, it, it's just so sim. Sometimes I feel like the most basic change yes. can have the biggest difference for, for sure. people. So yeah. And so on that, so the minerals are the biggest thing for hormones. And then how does somebody know if they, what is an adrenal reset and how would somebody know if they need an adrenal reset? Yeah. So, um, the minerals are the most important thing for all of it. Okay. Bottom line, um, especially hormones. And then with the adrenal specifically, which is producing all hormones. So your adrenals are primarily, you know, many of us understand cortisol and how that's like quote unquote the stress hormone. And it gets a really bad rap because, because it's Mm. called the stress hormone, but you need healthy amounts of cortisol or you would basically die. So you need, it's not about having too high or too low. You just want, you know, essentially the right amount of it. Right. So I think it's safe to say that many of us are under a lot of stress, but there's like the stressors that we don't really think about. So there's more of the obvious stressors of 
work and finances, bills, kids, family, like all that kind of stuff, right? But then there's the stressors of under eating, the stressors of over exercising, of not getting enough sleep, of constant busy brain. And, you know, I know this sometimes happens for me where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, take an hour and like, watch some Netflix or something like that and chill out. And then I can't because I've got my phone with me and I'm like, oh, I should send this email. Oh wait, I should respond to the person. And literally I will get through two minutes and 30 seconds of a show because I'm sitting there constantly like going, and you know, that's, that's a stress. Like you are in constant sympathetic mode. And so if this is your every day, then it's time for, you know, an adrenal reset. Mm -hmm. And so, and a, and a reset, what I just call it, it's just essentially something that's short term and it's actually focusing on nourishment, eating enough food, it's having healthy sleep boundaries because sleep is so essential. If you're not sleeping, you're not healing. And if you're not sleeping, you are actually gonna drive up that cortisol. And then what's also gonna happen is you're gonna drive up your insulin and mm. both cortisol and insulin are fat storing hormones. So you're gonna drive those up. So I'm pretty sure many of us have you know, we've had those two or three nights in a row where we just haven't had great sleep. And I'm sure the last thing you're thinking is, I just want a kale salad. Like, mm -hmm. you're probably not saying that. You're like, give me the pizza, yeah. I want to gossip Where's that wine. donut? Who put that donut away? Totally. Where's that donut? <laughs> totally, yeah. you're really craving like carbohydrates and sugar because mm -hmm. you need that fuel to keep going. Um, and carbohydrates is a whole other thing because I think so many of us have feared it for so long. Carbs aren't bad, no, there's no bad you know, macronutrient, protein, fat, carbohydrates. You need them all. It's just everybody tolerates carbohydrates differently. Your activity level will determine that as well in terms of how much you can tolerate. Stage of life, you know, like someone, a pregnant woman, it's probably gonna need more carbohydrates. Um, you know, so there's, there's so many factors to keep in mind. Um, and lastly, another piece I'll add here too is like, intermittent fasting, which is like such a big trend. And it's not that I'm anti-fasting, but again, because most people are in that sympathetic state and now you're at, you're, you're limiting your eating window and minimizing more calories, that's just a metabolic stressor. So many of us just need to eat food and eat consistently and eat enough of like just really good food and you'll start to feel better. <laughs> It's, See, it's, it's actually simple, right? not that complicated. <laughs> it's hard to chill out though. Like, I mean, you can kind of fix the eating. You do feel so much better when you're eating right. Here's what I found. Anytime I've done, so the, the few times that I've gone through looking at my uh, my cortisol levels and, and tried to kind of adjust those, or even if it's like productivity stuff. So in the office and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm a little bit disorganized. So I'm getting pissed off. And I'm like, I got to fix this. So I, I put in a better system for myself. I'm getting more stuff done. Instead of allowing, because basically all the stressors that you listed are basically like, yeah, my every day, yeah, <laughs> um, all of them every day, and uh, and um, I find as soon as I feel better. So I was talking to Dr. Cowan, I forget a few months ago. I was like, yeah, man, I'm on fire right now. Like I, I'm feeling great. I go. The problem is, anytime you do something, you tell me to change something that makes you feel better. I just do more. I'll run myself into the ground even more. Right. And he's like, yeah, like that's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I know, but that's yeah. what I do. It's great. Yeah. That's it's like sick. now I feel better, so I can work out harder and yes. put more stress on my body. Right. Right. And uh, yeah, so I'm definitely the. Uh, and as, it, if anyone who's an A-type personality, if you 
hear that sleep is, you know, if you're not sleeping, you're not healing, as you said, mm -hmm. it's difficult to convince yourself to get more sleep because when we started this business, it was all about getting stuff done. And I needed those extra hours totally. to, you know, to create momentum, as you know, from a business, it, it takes time. And then to kind of to convince myself that, oh my gosh, I, okay, I will give up a few hours, you know, an extra 90 minutes to get this extra 90 minutes sleep has really benefited me, especially the last few years, but it's a tough thing mm -hmm. because you're trading off like yeah. time and that extra 90 minutes, that's time that maybe I'm not reading anymore or I have to find another time for that. And it, yeah. it, it, it's a weird trade-off. It, it can be difficult for A-type people, I think, especially. Totally, yeah. What absolutely. do you think about this, the, the efficiency of sleep versus the length of sleep? And I'm asking asking specifically I see you have an aura ring on yeah so I'm asking specifically because I know between Tom and I so he might sleep longer than than I do but I'll get either just as much or often more deep sleep, deep sleep than than he will and it's still a, a good chunk of REM sleep as well mm -hmm. um, you're trying to convince yourself you don't need as much sleep. no it's just something I've been thinking <laughs> totally. it's just been something I've been thinking about recently yeah, yeah. Yeah. right because I will operate decently off of uh, like I feel okay off the amount of sleep I get, um, but but I can only do it for so many days. So I know it's not the right amount, but but for a few days I'm, I actually feel totally fine. Mm -hmm. But then I know sometimes I just need a little bit more to recharge, and I, I'm just I'm just curious. I, I don't actually Let's know. Hear what Sam just, says. Yeah. Let's hear what Sam says. <laughs> okay, so I'll answer that question just one second. Yeah, yeah. But I actually want to go back because you made this comment about like doing more and like sometimes you're on fire and just like go go go. Like we, we don't actually realize that we can become addicted to cortisol and adrenaline. Like it's a, it's a very addictive. Oh, I know. 100%. So, right. Like yeah. many people might be in this phase where they're like, I'm not really getting enough sleep or I'm really not eating enough, but I'm on fire and I'm doing all the things and I got all this energy. It's like, it's actually not really energy. It's just cortisol and adrenaline surging through your body that you, you become like, so it gives you a high. Mm -hmm. Whatever gets released after a good workout, I'm 100% addicted to. Yeah. And, I, and instead of addressing the addiction, I feed it. I just keep feeding. I'm like, hmm, what should I do today? Well, I haven't had worked out, so I need that. I need my fix. So then I go and I work out. Right, right. So that's been that's now a choice. Yeah. So I'm like someone that is an addict and like happy to be an addict so far. Totally. So I don't know. I'm not saying it's good. Totally. But I, you're I'm just, just open to it. You're racking up like debt. Right. Yeah. You're racking up uh -oh. debt. And at some point, like, because you're on like the up and up and up the right visas, now. The visa's going to bill collector comes. It's yeah. going to come. Yeah. It's going to come crashing down for sure. And it's oh, not a good feeling. Boy. Yeah. So you've seen this pattern. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think many of us have experienced mm. it, myself included. And again, going back to like the intermittent fasting, right? It's like, it's a high. Many people then will have their caffeine at that time because it suppresses their appetite. And it's just like you are just living off of these like, like caffeine mm. gives you that adrenaline surge. So again, you're just living off of these stress hormones and it just gives you a high. And so what about his question then yeah, on quantity sleep. versus quality of sleep? Sleep, yeah. yeah. So basically... If you can get to bed between, well, if you are sleeping between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m., that's when you're going to have the most restorative sleep. So if I went to bed at 10 p.m. and I woke up at 5 a.m. versus somebody who went to bed at like midnight mm. and woke up at like 9, I'll feel way better than 
that person or I'll have more restorative deep sleep, REM sleep than somebody who went to bed at midnight. Because by the time you end up like really falling asleep to get into those sleep stages, it's just not enough time. So that 10 to 2 a.m. window is like the most ideal for sure. And then um, it's just also looking at factors in terms of um like alcohol intake or caffeine mm-hmm. intake because all of these things and will for me part of the reason i won't get deep sleep is if i eat i have to stop eating about 7 p.m like a full three hours before because i've just measured it with the aura ring mm-hmm. if i eat after seven i just don't get as much deep sleep as if i stop and the only thing that i can figure out is that my digestive system is working and i you know I'm not getting the deep sleep, but if I stop eating at 7 p.m., my deep sleep goes way up. That's interesting because normally, and do you wake up in the middle of the night at all? Not too much. Okay. Yeah, sometimes. And so like that's probably a a system and a strategy that Mm -hmm. totally works for you because obviously everybody is so unique, but like most of the women I've coached over the years, they are falling asleep, but they're not staying asleep and they're often waking in the middle of the night. Mm. And that's typically your blood sugar. And so this whole idea of like, don't mm. eat before bed, that's not, it can actually be very helpful to have a protein and a carbohydrate before bed. How, how much before, like for-, for... Like maybe an hour-ish. Mm, got it. Yeah, because that protein and carb will sustain your blood sugar. So it's interesting because in one of the group programs that I run on the nutrition side, um, the, one of the women, she she wears an aura ring and she, her sleep has been terrible. And I was like, eat a bedtime snack. And she just, you know. And it's helping her. Yeah. And she's looked at me with like, wow. you know, I have three heads. Like, really? All these yeah. years I told not to eat before bed. I'm like, no, eat a bedtime snack. And her sleep has just been like phenomenal. Just that one little tweak. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird it's how, how it's all so different. Yeah. yeah. And how those things take hold. Yeah. Like, don't eat right before bed. Like that just this, that is just totally. this thing that has taken yes. hold that everyone's like, oh my God. Hey, like I'm going to go to bed. I can't eat now. Yeah. No matter yeah. was what. Was that a thing? I missed oh, that yeah. memo. <laughs> huge. Yeah, I was yeah, eating yeah. before bed all the time. Oh, I eat, all, I eat before bed all the time for the exact same reason. Is yes. I find that if I don't, I usually work, I work out first thing in the morning. So I like to be fasted because after, you know, that I just feel better mm-hmm. um, when I work out that way. So I don't eat or, or drink anything, which is weird. I know. I don't drink water or anything in the morning. I just go start working out. Crazy. But, um, but the, uh, uh, but I, I found that I, if I'm if I feel hungry at night, having food right before bed will give me much better sleep, and I'll feel better in the morning. I don't wake up then hungry, wanting to wanting to eat right. before I go work out. Right. So yeah, I should me. clarify. I can only do that if I'm eating properly, where I don't feel hungry before bed. Mm. If I feel hungry before bed, it's not going to work. So I like, I have to eat enough protein yeah. and yeah. you know, if I have to, have, you know, some carb, whatever I need for whatever I'm doing, I need to eat really well then it works. If I'm hungry and I'm like, oh, I'm not going to eat, you know, because it's like before bed. No, my sleep's not good. So if I'm eating properly and I stop eating for me, that's my magic for me. Yeah. Yeah. It just increases because my deep sleep will be so low. Like I've showed Nick the stats on this before, before it was the whoop band. Now it's the aura. Like it's ridiculously low. So I'm curious, are you a mouth breather? Um, I think maybe. Mm, that's probably why. And so how do I fix that? Yeah, wear mouth tape at night. Come on, are you crazy? Yeah. Do it. Yeah, do it. And like, psycho. Not like <laughs> this. Completely psycho. But, yeah, wear like, like a, a zipper. Does it have at least a zipper where I can kind of just, Jesus. Yeah, so. Like duct tape? Basically. I forget. No, I'll do it. I'll put it on no. you. Damn, I totally respect you. I'm not <laughs> doing that. I don't know. I totally respect this and it's probably working. I'm not doing it. No way. No way. You wear it like an X. 
Yeah. Why, what would that, so okay, then if you breathe through your nose, well, how, what does that change? Yeah, so if you're a mouth breather, essentially, so numerous things are happening. Um, just like how you're expelling your carbon dioxide is gonna impact your deep sleep. Um, nose breathers are uh, way more healthier. Studies wow. show um, like long, whoops, longevity, um, like health longevity and aging and all of that, uh, but also dental health. It's like a massive thing. So if you're a mouth breather, you're drying out your mouth and your saliva can't circulate to protect your gums and your enamel. And so you'll have way more plaque buildup and more cavities. I've been a nose breather my whole life. It just sounds so weird saying that, but I've been a nose breather my whole life and I never had a cavity until like my mid twenties. And then I was like, what? I have my first ever cavity. And it was some things I had to change with like fats in my diet and things like that. But then I, as I started to dive into that, I was like, why didn't I have a cavity all these years? Like what was that about? And then I started diving deeper into like breath work and recognizing that, oh, it was because I'm wow. a nose breather. You probably breathe through your nose because you'd know it if, don't, you, if you have a dry mouth. And, yeah, I don't really get cavities, but maybe I am a mouth. Maybe I am. Or it's just like maybe not maybe I'm a combo. Night, but it could, it could be a combo. I'm a combo. For sure, but definitely mouth I'm not doing the will tape. There's got to be another way. Impact. You can kind of like retrain you can yeah. retrain just the system to really Take a picture. focus on. There's nothing I'm doing. Try. I'm never doing that. hundred percent never doing that. There are people I'm, who mouth tape while they work out and I have no idea how that's to tough. do that. That's tough. That is, I, I don't think I could do that. I don't that. think I was that's scared tough. really of anything, but that's scary. Like, honestly, I've thought about this for a long time. I'm not scared of almost anything, but that just scared me. That is hilarious. Well, closing a hole that yeah, I need dude, air right? intake. Maybe I am a mouth breather. Yeah. Jeez, you made me yeah. think about something new here. Yeah. But yeah, I've always thought I'm just not scared of anything. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> it's just been a thought I've always had. Um, has there been a lot of crossover between your, your business working with women in health into the working with, you know, and what, what's the, what's the clients that you're working with on the business side of things? Is it, is it kind of just, is it focused on women again? Or is it entrepreneurs like startups? Is it people that kind of have something it's looking to grow? Yeah. So primarily wellness practitioners, majority women come through our program. We have definitely had men come through the program as well, but our marketing probably speaks more to, to women. Um, yeah. So definitely wellness practitioners, coaches, anyone kind of in the health and wellness space. So we've, we've had, um, like naturopaths, we've had life coaches. Um, there's been kind of the one-offs where we've had like a lawyer who wanted to create an online program so she can help students pass the LSAT, or you know, an artwork teacher who wanted to like create a program for like moms and their kids to do like artwork together. So it's just been some one-offs like that. But because ultimately, all the same rules sort of apply. Sure, building yeah. your online business is like you all need to do lead gen and do list building and copywriting and social media. So. Oh, that's cool. And then the um, so they're coming out of school in a similar situation, probably as you. Yes. Looking around, saying, "Hey, what I we? my teacher told me I can make seventy five dollars an hour, and, and no one's no one's there to make me seventy five dollars an hour." And then they go research, end up potentially finding you, like yep. the way you found. Uh, exactly. you're, yeah, yeah. yeah, good. And think, nobody thinks to invest cool. in themselves, their health. Very few people think that. And then to invest in your own business building. Most people don't oh think God. about doing that, you know? Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. We stopped counting after about 350,000, I think, yeah. on mentors and like oh, all this crazy stuff. Just like once you included flights and hotels and meals totally. and then the events. And then we yeah. did private mastermind groups that were really pricey. I don't even want to name some, yeah. some of the prices that we paid on them. I because they, they were expensive for us. Yeah. Like that took all of our 
ability to be able to do that. Totally. But the return now of course. on all of that and yeah. now that it's compounded has been has been huge. And I think sometimes you kind of need that. Like I can see early on we needed somebody. Oh my God, Sam doesn't know the story about Rob Minton telling us we better hire somebody or never to come back. Oh, and she's yeah, the no. person. Holy shit, there's a story that involves you, but I never connected the dots. Oh my God. We were paying for this mastermind group. We're going into Ohio and we were complaining like, oh my God, we don't have enough time. Everything, we're, you know, we were crying. Like, oh my gosh, we can't get what you're saying done. We just can't do it. And he said, uh, didn't you talk about hiring some someone to help you out in your business? And we're like, yeah. And he's like, well, did you do it? And we're like, no, we're kind of scared. We don't know if we have enough money to do it. Right. And he's like, listen, don't come back here if you don't do it. So, you know, in the next meetings in three months, if you don't do it, you're not welcome back here. And I'm serious. And we left driving home from Ohio, just, I think, scared, like, holy shit, we really like going to these. That's what, that's what and then I remember had, being in, and, in your car. You were driving. And I, that's when I was, I, I was the one saying, I'm like, so, like, what are we going to have them do? Like, I just don't yeah. get it. And then, and then the other thing, I was like, so. Glue sticks, man. Yeah. Glue sticks. Yeah. But the other thing that came to mind was like, oh, we're going to have to pay these people like every week. Like, yeah. this is this, you know, and, and I was like, yeah, we have to write, write this check to this person. I'm like, okay, that seemed like a very big commitment, sure. you know, at that time. I don't know if you had the same experience the first time you hired someone. I'm like, oh but God. that was Sam. Yeah. Yeah. That then, was Sam. Then, awesome. then we crossed paths with you. So I never thought about that was you that, but that was the, cause that story has lived in our memories forever. Like, do you remember that time we were so scared and now looking back, we're like, oh my gosh, what was wrong with well, us? Well, she was you know? probably walking in the door too, being like, what? the hell am I doing here? Like, who are these guys? And I guess well, I think you just needed any job at that point with whatever well, stage you were in life. The thing you knew about us was because of, did it, was it your brother? Lee? Yeah. Yeah. My brother got us connected. Yeah. Because yeah, Lee and I worked together at NetSuite. Yep. And uh, yeah, that was how. But the, how did Lee even know we were looking for someone? I have no well, I probably mentioned it. I think you may have mentioned it. Oh, Mike hockey. was working. You guys were still playing hockey oh, probably at that yeah, time, yeah. right? Oh yeah. And Lee was pretty good. <laughs> We're going to have to edit that out. We'll, we'll edit that. And I think he was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll That's never when forget younger, when I worked right? with your brother. I'll never forget this because at the time I was a classic regional sales manager, you know, like classic middle management. And uh, my office was like smaller than this, like, I don't know, half, half this size. Right. And Lee just, we, we just started working together and he came in and he said, you know, like I'm Lee, Lee Gladish and, uh, he started dancing, like he grabbed his belt buckle and he goes, I'm going to hit my number this month or this quarter. And, you know, no problem. And he grabbed his belt buckle and he started like dancing in my office. I'm not. And, and I was like, and then actually kind of like, I was like, okay, I know I'm not all there. Like I'm a little afraid. This guy clearly is not all there. I, yeah, I, I actually believe him. You know, it actually, even though I thought like he's, okay. he's slightly crazy. I go, yeah, there's something about this guy. Like, yeah, he's probably going to produce. And I think then, um, that quarter, I don't think he produced it all. <laughs> We can leave that part in. We won't edit that part. <laughs> but uh, no, Lee's a great guy. And I know he's had a lot of success uh, since then. So we're pumped for him. Oh, but, uh, yep. but then, um, so uh, Sam, your primary, so holistic wellness is still running holistic wellness.ca. Yep. That's running. You have a team there, which sounds awesome. Mm. The podcast is running. Yeah. How how is the podcast a regular thing? It's every Tuesday. Every Tuesday, a new episode comes yep. out on the podcast. And then for SamanthaGladish.com, that's where people would go to for the business coaching. Yeah, for anything on the business mentorship side. Yeah, cool. And uh, 
I think now that you are doing both worlds, you have a ton of experience because now you have a whole bunch of experience in dealing with people's health issues and now they're business stuff. Totally. Well, it's you're nice seeing- when you're working with clients that are that are in the space that you are working in. Yes. Right. So like like totally. you know and 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 even the other people you're working with, they're, what they're looking to build out is very is is similar. Yeah. Versus if you were looking, uh, you know, working as a uh, with a florist trying to to, to get new people in the oh, door, right? Okay. So it's really nice because I know that was our first experience when we were working with some of the ma- in the mastermind groups we were in when we could get feedback or guidance from people that were actually in the industry working with investors doing similar For things sure. yeah, that that helped us a For lot sure, more yeah. than the generic stuff the generic stuff you just have to it still works the same way it's all the same principles but you have to mold it more yourself For sure. and when you're starting out when it just it's like a perfect match it helps out right yeah. and the conviction 100%. you must have giving people advice now after going through this and starting your own business through for the roof. sure for sure and you know and and i'm still in it like i still have a nutrition yeah. business mm-hmm. i just i don't do the one-to-one coaching mm-hmm. anymore we have coaches who work with our clients and still have online programs and our podcast and you know i've authored a book like it's i've done i feel like awesome. all of the things on that side so i think that a lot of practitioners like just trust trust that okay one more question before we wrap up here yeah. on the whole mouth breathing thing <laughs> okay. can i not wear one of those things i just thought about one of those things that goes on your nose that like lifts open your nostrils because oh, maybe like that is a way to strip. cheat the nasal strip? yeah maybe the totally nasal try. strip will then encourage the nose breathing you could totally without the tape or my talk mouth. To, i'll talk to tom's wife when he goes no, to bed after he no falls way. asleep i'm coming in and taping his mouth i don't shut. like this i think if anyone did that to me i would wake up and be punching you straight in the face within a millisecond <laughs> so nobody should ever do that we, i think it's not no it's you can totally try that but um i did my breathwork certification training earlier this year and we should totally do a breathwork class with all of your oh really with all of your staff it's the most the most amazing experience yeah 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 we totally should yeah i've been I've involved been, in I've one i've been interested one. in that actually it's yeah. like really transformative yeah. you just get into like the most deepest state of calm and peace and just activating that parasympathetic nervous system mm. the delta waves that you get into like my aura ring will tell me that i've had like a 58 minute nap in a breathwork session when i'm actually like intentionally focusing on my breath how like, long is that the uh, how long is the session like about, like that if it was for about the, an that hour. example no in that example like when your aura ring said, you, said that yeah it was a full one hour class but the breath work piece was about forty five ish minutes so it sees the breath work as actual just restorative sleep because almost. of the delta waves yeah. wow it's mm. really phenomenal it's really phenomenal yeah so if you want to like no that that sounds yeah no that sounds something like doable that's, that's another idea <laughs> let's start there yeah, well, I think yeah. we should start with breath work <laughs> yeah that sounds there. much better than getting duct tape that gorilla tape <laughs> stuff I like yeah. the gorilla tape I, I was, you do it hey why don't I, you try it I was thinking you medical try tape but, do you want to try it when you say gorilla tape I'd love you know to see gorilla tape you know that stuff at Home Depot that's so sticky yeah that's what we should put on <laughs> there is specific tape oh is there oh okay it's okay. not just any tape. When you said duct tape, I, I, feel like I it's, nodded. No, I was joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please say you got I feel like it's no, important no, I to totally clarify. Like, I just assumed it was any tape. No. You know? No. no. Oh, there's special tape. There is. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, always learning. Yeah. Um, Sam, thanks for coming and doing this. Uh, the websites are holisticwellness.ca, samanthagladish.com. Anything else you want to head out? Instagram? Yeah, Holistic Wellness Witch on Instagram. Hang out there a lot, so... Yeah, cool. Sam, thanks so much for doing this. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Cool. Hey, everyone. Hopefully you enjoyed that episode with Samantha Gladish. You can find out more about her wellness, 
business at holisticwellness.ca and more about her business coaching at samanthagladish.com. And if you are listening to this and you want to become a rock star inner circle member and hang out with other investors who are taking action right here in Ontario, you can learn all the benefits of becoming a rock star inner circle member by visiting rockstarinnercircle.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.